Hey Amazon selling enthusiast, it's Eric here. And if you're tired of the inventory management struggle, I've got a game changer for you. InventoryLab.com InventoryLab simplifies e-commerce. Inventory management integrates seamlessly with Amazon and even syncs effortlessly with QuickBooks for hassle-free accounting. Go to FoxCitiesMM.com IL now because your success deserves efficient inventory management. Happy selling. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I'm Eric Waltikins. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin, anything new on your front that we should talk about for the listeners? For Fox City's? For anything. No. Okay. <laughs> Gavin has nothing exciting to report. No, so I, I guess don't. we're just going to go straight into the story for this episode. No, I mean not really. <laughs> I've been I've been hard at work on uh, finishing up writing a cemetery tour for the city of Kakana. So, which sounds like fun. Yeah. Actually. So if you're local, I mean, check that out. Our first one already sold out, so you'll have to wait. But by the time you hear this, it's probably over anyway. <laughs> so, so that's fine. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> cool. So, what do you got for us today? Um, I got a got a pretty short one actually. Cool. It's really short. I thought maybe there'd be more to it, but there's really not. So, be pretty quick. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. This is the story of Glenn Allen Barker. We'll just call Glenn or Barker. Uh, he was born June twenty eighth, nineteen thirteen. Ooh, little step back here. Yeah, in Ellington, Wisconsin. Which people who don't know, Ellington is. Like a farm part of Outagamie County. It's actually the town that my mother lives in. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. Okay. So so that's where this guy is from. Well, flash forward to 1937. Glenn is now 24 years old. He is a farmhand. He works for his father, who runs the family farm. He actually graduated from Shyockton High School and then took an agriculture course at the University of Wisconsin before returning to the family farm. So he's a, a well-educated farmer. Summer. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. It's August 8th, 1937. Glenn meets his ex-girlfriend, Helen Wellhouse, age 18, at a dance in 12 Corners. Now, I don't know where 12 Corners is, but apparently it's 11 miles north of Appleton. I know where, I'm pretty sure I know where 12 Corners is. Isn't it right off of Ri- on Richmond? You could tell me it is. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it is. But I've... it says 11 miles north of Appleton, so, yeah. so somewhere somewhere up there. Helen had graduated from Appleton High School and worked as a housekeeper in Kimberly. The couple had only been together for two weeks. Wow. Yeah, but Glenn was heartbroken. She requested that he return her photo because she wanted to give it to her new boyfriend. Wow, that's cold. <laughs> that is cold, His man. name was Vern, <laughs> and he was going to be her fiancé. <laughs> Glenn didn't believe that there actually was anyone named Vern. He thought this was just a lie to get the photo back. Well, Helen walked away and sat on a bench along the wall of the dance, and Glenn followed and sat down beside her while other people continued to dance. Well... Glenn had five or six glasses of blackberry brandy in him, and while talking to her, he held her shoulder with his left hand, and then quickly, on impulse, 
brought a pocket knife out of his pocket and jammed it into her neck. Wow. She didn't see it coming and only had time to shout, Don't! He fled. And at first, nobody seemed to notice. Then a dancer reported to a deputy sheriff who was nearby that Helen had been slapped. The deputy sheriff went over and realized that this was not a slap at all. (laughs) At all, because she was holding a very bloody handkerchief to her neck. Glenn wandered aimlessly for the next 20 hours. The first hour was spent driving between Appleton and Green Bay without any real destination. He then decided to stop home and tell his parents, who insisted that he turn himself into the sheriff. They drove him to the sheriff, but upon learning that Helen had actually died before reaching the hospital, Glenn shouted out, If she is dead, I may as well be dead too. He ran this time in the direction of Walnut Street, hiding out in the nearby woods. Uh, So this is in Appleton now. The sheriff's department would be in Appleton. um, And Walnut Street is where the courthouse and police station still are today. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not sure exactly what the nearby woods would have been in the 30s, but you can imagine. He decided he would rather be dead than in jail. So he took off all his clothes, besides his shoes, and jumped in the Fox River. Unfortunately for his plan, he was too good of a swimmer and could not (laughs) drown himself. He returned to shore and put his clothes back on, except for a tie and a pair of underwear that he could not find. Weird. Yes. (laughs) That was weird that he decided to be naked in the first place, but whatever. Glenn wandered around Appleton when motorcycle cop Clarence Hopp saw him. He said, this guy fits the description, so he stopped him. And Glenn said to the cop, Yep, I guess I'm the guy you want. He admitted the murder immediately. Police were also on the lookout for Vern, uh, Helen's alleged boyfriend, who they thought was a real person and might have lived in Manitowoc. They didn't find Vern, but they did find a guy named George from Hortonville who claimed to be dating Helen. He was the one who had actually driven her to the dance that day, but didn't stay. He has no real connection to the story. Yeah. (laughs) Glenn pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 25 years for second-degree murder on August 10th, only two days after the murder. So in under 48 hours, he committed the murder, he was caught, he pleaded guilty, and he was sentenced to prison. That is some impressive, uh, I guess, court work right there. Yes, that is as fast as it gets. (laughs) You get caught, you plead guilty, you go to prison. Boom. Just End like the that. story. Well, he's got 25 years in prison for second-degree murder. Of course, what do you do when you're in prison? You try to get parole. So he hires Appleton attorney Mark Catlin Sr. Not to be confused with Mark Catlin Jr., who we talked about in another episode, who is the guy who was taking money to try to get influence and get people parole. This is his father. <laughs> different guy. <laughs> Catlin argued to the parole board that Helen's death wasn't really because of the stabbing. He said, really, the problem was you gave her medical attention too slowly. If you had brought her to the hospital faster, she might have lived. I hope this doesn't really work. So he's like, this wasn't wasn't a second degree murder. If anything, it was maybe manslaughter. Um, So he shouldn't be here for 25 years. He should be here for four years maximum. He also had some letters of recommendation from prominent local citizens who weren't named in the newspaper, so I don't know who they were. The board, the parole board, apparently agreed with this argument, at least to a point, 
and reduced his sentence from 25 years down to 7 years. Not long after that, Catlin argued before the parole board a second time and was able to get him parole in November 1940, just over three years after the murder. Okay. So he's out. Now, uh, there's not much left. After, like I said, this is a very straightforward story. But um, I want you to know, apparently, you can go to a dance. And because a girl you dated for two weeks Weeks. doesn't want to see you, you can stab her. She can die. And you you get three years. years. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and you originally start out with 25 years. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The only reason, I mean, it started with 25 instead of a longer thing because it wasn't premeditated. Mm-hmm. Because because he didn't go there to murder her. So it was a spontaneous thing. Which, I mean, you could argue whether that's whatever. but Whether that's relevant or yeah, true but, even. But that's, but that's, yeah, but that's, you know, that's how they, they approach it is if you... If you are planning to murder someone, it's worse than just, oops. So so my obvious question here is, man, what do you think happened in those those two weeks that made this guy fall so in love with her? I don't that know. That he couldn't live without her. I don't know. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I it, it's See, this is the thing that's weird to me. If this guy is 16 and his girlfriend of two weeks breaks up with him, I get, like, being upset, because when you're, like, young, and you go through a breakup, like, oh, it's the worst thing thing in the world, Because you're young, and you're stupid, and you don't know this is going to happen, like, ten times or more. But this guy is 24 years old. Yeah. Like, he should be mature enough to know that, oh, two weeks, I guess that that wasn't good, you know? Did he have any sort of other kind of history? Well, they didn't say. Oh, okay, you didn't, like, look into him. I guess it's probably harder to do that than... You think because he's he's probably well he's very dead. Right well, he's now. he's dead, yeah. but but yeah, but it's not. Well, what do you mean by history? Like criminal history? Yeah. Oh no, I don't think he did. He didn't. No, okay. I don't think so. I, I'm just wondering, like, was was there just something wrong there? But no. I mean, no. As far this... as I can tell, like, he didn't have a record at all. He <laughs> just this was just a very bad day for him. And yeah, and I mean, this is not a tell-all by any means, but he was fairly educated. And stuff like that right. to, to make you think like he managed to get through college, so he obviously wasn't completely off his rails or anything like that. I would think. Right. I think that would be a safe assumption to make. Right. So he gets out after three years, and he gets out he, after three years. Does he just live his life out and never? Well, that's the thing of it. So he gets out. Um, he's out for about five years, and he gets married. He's married to a lady named Arliss Milky. Um, who's, you know, a little bit younger than him, but, you know, he's, he's been in prison and whatever. So, you know, he's probably, um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm not knocking you. If you, if you like younger women, and you, whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but anyway, so they were married in 1946 and they were married for over 50 years. So pretty much, yeah, it seems like he just got out and yeah. lived a normal life, huh? Yeah. He died in 1999. He's buried in Appleton and his wife. Died in 2017, so just, you know, five years ago, not that long ago. Um, and they had several children who, you know, I'm not going to name them because they're still around. So out of respect, I'm not going to name them. But, um, but yeah, I found that really interesting. Like, this guy had this really bad day, killed his ex-girlfriend, 
spent a couple of years in prison, got out, lived a normal life. Now, that doesn't excuse the fact that he murdered somebody. Like, I'm not trying to apologize for him or anything. But, like, I found that was really interesting, especially that, like, he continued to live in the same area. When he got back out, he went back to the farm and he stayed on the farm, like, his whole life. Like, his mother lived on the farm with him and everything else. And that surprised me because I would think... There's probably people in the community who don't are, like this guy. Are well aware of what he did and and are not okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, it just seems like getting away would have been the much smarter idea. Yeah, in like, that that, to me, that's what you would do, is you would at least move far enough away where nobody knows who no, you no. are. But no, like, you know, he gets married. And, I, and you know, it's got to be like he gets married and everyone is like, got to tell his wife, like, you know, your yeah, husband killed a teenage him. girl, right? <laughs> like... It's not like she didn't know. Somebody had to have told, told her. her. Yeah. So. And that's interesting. And, I mean, based on that story, I don't you feel like this was literally just a crime of passion? Like a weak yeah. moment in this person's life, and he made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Like, and that's it. That's that's the extent of it, you know? Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, it's just so straightforward. It's really a very boring story. This is, like, probably the most boring story we're ever going to have on here. But it's kind of interesting to me in how boring it is. Because I want to be mad at this guy. Like, you're so stupid. Why did you kill this girl over nothing? But he went the rest of his life, never committed any crime that I know of, you know, was married for over 50 years, which is an achievement in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, other than this very, very bad, drunken moment at a dance, he seems like he was probably an okay guy. Yeah. And that's, I, I guess, that's to me, that's what's so interesting about this story is that we don't, I don't know of the stories we've told on this podcast where we've known the killer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't think of a situation where it's like, that person did that and then went off and lived a normal life after that. I mean, right. I think it might have happened a couple times, but not not very common. Yeah, it happens. And, you know, I, I, I like to think it's not fair to define somebody like so 1913 to 99. So he lived, he was 86. He died at 86 years old. So 86 years of life to define his life by something that happened in like one minute. Yeah. Like, that's not really fair, but it's still, you still got to take into account the fact that this girl, you know, she had a life. Mm -hmm. She's not ever going to get married, have kids. Her family's going to have to live with this forever. So he did a lot of damage. But it is, it, it is interesting that, you know, if you remove that one minute of his 86 years on Earth. And he was a He great was probably guy. okay. Yeah, he was a great guy, probably. Yeah. I mean. Just had um, that one bad minute. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's just eye-opening yeah. to hear a story like that because you don't hear that story very often. Yeah. And, and it just kind of makes you think, like, how many other, how many murders out there happened just because of exactly that? Yeah. How many people, you know, do something yeah. stupid just for just one second I, and it ruins their And I don't know that you should get out of prison after only three years for killing somebody. I but agree with that, But too. apparently in this guy's case... Um, 
if you're going to let anybody out, I guess they let the right guy out because right. he didn't reoffend. And, and that's that's also another side of this is that you have to look at it and like what would have keep keep what was going to be accomplished by keeping him in jail. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing. it'd, it'd probably mean, make the family happy. Yeah. But beyond that, no. Like he's not benefiting in any way. I society's mean, not benefiting. Yeah, I mean, society's better off probably if if it's confident enough that he's not going to yeah. do anything again. Now, now he's out. You know, he's he's, he's a taxpayer. He's, he's contributing. Con- he's contributing. He's, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a it's a very black and white, you know, economic way of looking at it. But it's true. Like. There's more of a benefit for him to be out. And I wonder, too, like, so because I know the town of Ellington, sure. I don't know, like, I think you said you don't really know where it is. I know roughly where it is, but, but, it, I, but I I don't know if I've ever been there other than driving through it. But, like, there, in the town of Ellington, it's literally country. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no downtown, there's no businesses really there, other than, you know, they might have a car shop on some weird corner on a on a more known highway or something that's out there so i could see how he could possibly get out and just go back to his old life and not really be disturbed because it's not like he's going to be going into a town where people if he goes into town it's going to be in hortonville Mm -hmm. and hortonville's probably they probably don't really know who he is i mean you know so i could see how he was able to just pick his life right back up right where he left off sure and, and just move on and how how long after he got out did he get married? Uh, between Three five and six years. years. So, I mean, and by that point in time, something like this probably is, yeah. other than for people that were directly affected by it, was forgotten. Yeah. You know? It's so, just still wild, though. It's still, it is. Because, it, it, yeah, I can see it both ways. And that's what really bothers me about it is... It's usually it's so easy to be like, yeah, this guy's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> but, but here, like, I I could I can see both sides. Like, you killed somebody. That's one of the absolute worst things you can do. But he seems like a generally decent guy. Yeah. So I I can see it both ways. Yeah, I totally can too. So it's an interesting story. Yeah. So it's good, it's, it's an interesting find. story in how incredibly not interesting, interesting it is. It is. <laughs> but how interesting it really is because yeah. the, I mean when you look at it from behind the scenes on it it's like wow. Yeah. You know, you don't hear that very often and I think we should probably hear more of that because yeah. You know, maybe we can people need to understand better that that there are just circumstances where people do something really stupid and wow. are not bad. We're people. not going to hear that next time. I'm so. sorry to say. <laughs> so Next time, next time the guy is nuts. Okay. <laughs> Preview for next episode, the guy is nuts. <laughs> so, all right, well, I think that'll wrap this one up, unless you got anything else? No, not really. Like I said, like there's there's not much to this. Like, I wish I could have added more, but there isn't anything. Like, the only other time he ever showed up in the newspaper is when he was selling property like and i'm like that's i'm not even gonna throw that in here it's not relevant (laughs) yeah like oh i have a few extra acres i'm gonna sell like okay great (laughs) so no like there's just really nothing more to it all right well we appreciate everybody tuning in we'll be back in two weeks with another episode and once again thanks for all the support thank you very much thanks for tuning in to fox city's murder and mayhem Join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of Murder and Mayhem.